psychedelics are such a taboo topic. And when you bring them up, a lot of people scoff at you, call you crazy and say, oh, you know, you're just a, you know, a drug person. You know, these things don't have any real place in society. They make you crazy and this and that. Do you feel like that was the same thing that went down with weed back in the day? Yeah, absolutely. And it still continues to this day for the most part. The war on drugs has been an absolute failure. It's a complete fallacy. These substances are not illegal for the reasons that they say that they're supposed to be illegal because none of this is science-based. Just the fact that marijuana is like, I can go down the street in Pennsylvania right now where I live. And if I have a medical card, I can go into a dispensary and buy as much weed as I want. But then someone on the street, they can't even, even possess a gram of it without getting a misdemeanor or something like that. So there's an obvious disconnect in the federal and state laws and the Controlled Substances Act of, I believe it was 1968 when uh, Richard Nixon put that into law. It was at the height of the Vietnam War and he wanted to demonize all of the people who were taking drugs or consuming substances that were opening their minds to different possibilities. And that to me seems to be the main reason these substances are illegal and it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. I hear. I have one specific question. I watch a lot of Joe Rogan interviews as a podcaster and I like his talks and I like how he asks questions. I feel like he's a great interviewer and he talks about shit that matters. And he talks a lot about DMT. So how do you feel about DMT and how does the psychedelic community think about DMT? Well, first I'll say Joe Rogan's a fantastic interviewer and I think he has a, a real true heart and that comes across in his interviews. And as far as DMT goes, DMT is the strongest and most insane hallucinogen known to man. So DMT stands for dimethyltryptamine. It's actually closely related to the chemical psilocybin, which is in magic mushrooms. There's just one phosphate group, I believe, that's attached to psilocin, the actual compound that it changes into your... So basically what happens is when you eat a mushroom, the mushroom contains psilocybin, and when it goes into your stomach and your stomach processes it, it converts that via your stomach acids into a chemical called psilocin, which is very similar to dimethyltryptamine. So dimethyltryptamine it's said that it is produced in the human body. We know for a fact that it's produced in the human lungs. And there are studies and people trying to figure out if it's produced in the brain. And there's a high likelihood that it is produced in the brain and it is sort of released when you sleep. And some say it's released when you die, which is quite interesting. There's a few ways that you can ingest it. You can smoke it or you can drink it in like a brew. So I don't know if, you, if you've ever heard of ayahuasca before. Yeah. It's becoming very popular. It's a South American brew where they mix what's called Venisteriopsis caffi, which is the vine. They call that the vine of the dead or the ayahuasca vine. And that contains what's called harmala. You mix that, you boil it with what they call chacruna leaves, which is what contains the DMT. When these things are combined, the harmala in the vine sort of deactivates a system within your stomach that will not allow DMT to be ingested. So if you just take the chacruna leaf and you eat it, nothing's gonna happen to you. You're just gonna have eaten the leaf because the DMT is broken down in a system which is called a monoamine oxidase system in your stomach. So what the harmala in this vine does 
is it acts as a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. So it inhibits that system and it allows the DMT to become edible and you will, your body will process it and, and it'll go to your brain and you will experience the effects. The other way that's very popular is to vaporize it. Now, in order to vaporize it, you'd have to extract the DMT itself from the root bark of one of the exotic trees that it's a part of. So the most popular, it's called the Mimosa hostilis tree, or there's also the Acacia confucia tree. Uh, both of those are exotic trees in Hawaii, in Peru, and more exotic hot temperature climates. So there's a specific chemical concoction you have to create, and basically it's just basic chemistry, and you can extract the DMT from this root bark. And it, it appears to be like little crystals, basically, or like powdery. Then you can vaporize that. You, you can't smoke it, you, you can't burn it, uh, because if you burn it, you destroy the substance right away. Uh, it's very, very finicky. It's a very particular type of substance. So you have to vaporize it. When you vaporize it, this is where my experience with it comes in. I've never had any sort of ayahuasca experience. That's generally done in the presence of a shaman in a ritualistic nature because ayahuasca can be really crazy and it's a long, a long trip. It can be anywhere from four to some say 12 hours. Whereas smoked DMT lasts anywhere from three to 12 minutes. Oh, only. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very short, but it's the most powerful experience you so, could ever have. Yeah. So what happens during those three to 12 minutes? So what happens is you vaporize it and the technique that you want to use, if anybody would go about doing this, the technique that I use is to, to breathe it in as deep as possible. And when you breathe it in, you hold it for as long as you can. And depending on what apparatus you use to smoke it with, you can take one giant rip, or sometimes depending if you have a more rudimentary vaping device, then it might take a few more hits, three or four. But the way that I do it, or the way that I've done it, it's just one giant rip and you hold it in for as long as you can. And you close your eyes and sort of like lean back. And by the time you exhale, it's already in your face, it's happening. And what it feels like, it's almost like you're being taken to like a different place, if that makes sense. 